Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferney. I'm here with my co-hosts, C.R. Rowenson and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, we are diving into a longtime listener's prompt. But before we do, let's go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room. Hey, weren't you guys in the middle of a four-part series? Shouldn't this be the wildly successful conclusion to that long form <laughs> series you might be thinking to yourself yes in fact that is the case however due to some oh just just a myriad of scheduling issues and real life getting in the way we unfortunately had to postpone that and that should be coming to you next week hopefully that's true the fates will decide whether or not that's correct, but you'll be getting that conclusion fairly soon. And until then, you get this sweet, sweet episode with our good friend, Clark. So Clark, I mean, anyone who's listened to this podcast for any regular amount of time knows who you are at this point, knows that we are, we're the Arnold Schwarzenegger arm gif. That's us, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what you're all about and where we can find you and your stuff. Yeah, so I'm Sierra Rowenson. You may also know me as the Magic Engineer on YouTube. I am a writing coach, developmental editor, and just a magic system nut job. So you can follow me on YouTube as the Magic Engineer just to see my videos about all of that. I also have a couple books out on magic systems, the most recent being the Magic System Blueprint. I do also have a Patreon where you can get early access to all of my videos. And as the community builds, there's a bunch of fun stuff I want to do, like exclusive live Q&As, potentially yeah. movie nights and some game nights and stuff like that. Need to have a bigger community there first, but there's a number of things you can get right <laughs> away, including at the high tier, you can get free coaching sessions with me. And we'll keep it nice and short with that. I mean, that was very concise. I'm glad that you've gotten your elevator pitch down to like that really nice Type five, so to speak. Very exciting. Tired the longer version. So it behooves the lazy part of me to really get it mm. concise. <laughs> Maybe you do, but I love to pontificate as, as many of you know. <laughs> Speaking of actually, remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com. Click the link, follow the instructions, and within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. Of course, if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so on Twitter over at Let's World Build. Or if you want to come talk to us more directly and become part of the community, you can go to our Discord and chat with us about, oh boy, a lot of OGL stuff been talking about there lately. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of a trash fire that's fun to oh, look yeah. at, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, and good luck to all of those who are involved in that space. I know it's kind of a Scary time to be in that area right now. Good luck navigating that. Hopefully Wizards gets its head out of the ass. Or, I mean, personally, I'd probably like to see kind of the Paizo and Kobold Press coalition. I'd love to see that gain more popularity mm -hmm. and like see more genuine alternatives to d and That's my preference. But if, if regardless, we need to see what's going on in that space. Yeah, we could talk a whole hour just about that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, could yeah, we, we talk? Yeah, did. that seems like an extra episode <laughs> we need to talk about, frankly. Anyway, with all of that, don't forget that if you are feeling particularly generous, you can always go to our Patreon, give us money, and you'll get access to extra bonus content like the very probable episode we'll be recording <laughs> at some point with Clark and probably Daniel. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll throw him in there, too. 
he he has opinions on this. He, he does have very strong opinions. It's very true. So yeah. But if you want access to episodes like that one, you can go to our Patreon. You get other benefits too, but we've we've dragged out the shilling part of our episode long enough. So let's go to this week's prompt. This prompt is coming from a longtime listener, Iris. So Iris, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for submitting your prompt. It's always good to hear from you. And the prompt is quite simple, in fact. The prompt is mythological Greece with blood volcanoes. Courtney, I have to ask you, right? (laughs) Are you secretly Iris and have you been Iris this whole time? I swear I am not Iris. Okay. I I know it's with this and the last prompt too that they submitted about the revelations thing. Like I get it, but... I'm not Iris, I swear. It just (laughs) seems very suspicious that this is like your, uh, oh, what is her name from, uh, what's her name? The Dark Raven fantasy girl. You know who I'm talking about from Um, the Harry Potter fan fiction. Darkness Dementia Ravenway. Yeah. Is this you? Is this your Darkness Dementia Ravenway? Because that's, it sounds like this is my fan fiction OC. I mean, honestly. Well, whoever Iris is, I want to say thank you because this is so on brand for Courtney and I. It's great. Okay. Yes. Actually, yeah. For for Clark as well, because you've got deep elements of body horror as well, for sure. I'm just, I just read this prompt and I'm like, this is Courtney. Courtney's been (laughs) rope-a-doping us for the last two years even and like she's got the separate discord for that as well it's it's ridiculous she'll occasionally have conversations with herself on yeah, discord herself, you know it's, exactly. it's complicated yeah. it's a long-standing conspiracy <laughs> i think it's it's the longest most in-depth catfish i've ever been a part of i'll say that um but yeah let's let's get into the tenets a little bit more so the first tenet we have is ancient greece taking place roughly after the odyssey uh, so that's a uh, post-Trojan war. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because gotcha. he was returning from the war. I think. Right. Right. And, and that's why it took so long for them to get back is they were coming from uh, the Trojan war. Right? Yeah. And they kept getting sidetracked by all sorts of things. Yeah. Oh, all, all sorts of things. Yeah. Mostly pissing off Poseidon is what they yeah. were mostly getting yeah, they sidetracked that by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the second tenet we have is the core of the earth is a giant ball of muscle. This is where the body horror stuff comes in for Clark. Yes, obviously. And then this is for Courtney here. Mount Vesuvius has exploded. The mountain is replaced with a lake of gore. So obviously, yeah, that is very much a Courtney. You can understand now why when we're reading this, we're like, okay, this is definitely Courtney. 100% it's Courtney. But I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah. And and Courtney was like, I know that we have all these other prompts. We're just going to bump this one up several spots. Like, that's not true, by the way. This has been in the shoot for a while. But like in my mind, that's what Courtney did. But it's not true. I would never. I would never do that. When you say it like that, it sounds so (laughs) suspicious. And I don't know why. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, this we we need to move on here. We need to move on. So Mount Mm -hmm. Vesuvius has exploded. The mountain is replaced with a lake of gore. Clark, we're gonna start you off because you're you're technically a guest. So yeah, what do you got for us? All right. Well, I got so excited about the blood volcanoes and the muscle heart of the planet. I completely forgot about the ancient Greece bit. So I'm going to toss this one out, assuming we're going to have to throw it out and move on. Because what I really fixated on was the idea of the sort of genre, I guess, being some sort of divergent industrial age. 
mm-hmm. akin to like Dishonored or Bioshock. Okay. But I don't know if we can reconcile that. Why not? I mean, if we're good to go with that and tie that into Ancient Greece, I am 100% game. Or I can give you one of my others. Either is fine. Well, I mean, I don't see why we can't because like realistically, right? If we create an entire industry that is based around the industrialization and commodification of this Titan gore, this Titan blood, right? Like if technology runs on this stuff, because if you're thinking dishonored, then you have magical whale oil. If you have Bioshock, you're thinking of like the weird undersea creatures that like they just require discovering. They just required use. So there's nothing holding us back from a technological age of wonder. It's just that we're going to have to think in terms of like, okay, reel it back several centuries, several, several centuries in some cases. Right. I I see no reason why you can't have the dawning of a new age of Titan blood technology. I, I just don't Hell see why we have to yeah. skip that part. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> and I love and I love Titan blood. That is perfect. Well, I mean, that's what it is, right? If we're talking about Gaia being the Earth, it's very clearly like Gaia is the Earth. That is a Titan. She is muscle and bone. And if she just exploded, then yeah, I mean, that's what happened, right? Hell yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we got there. No ideas thrown out, Clark. We're dealing with this and we're making it happen. Okay. I've been fine because I've got like five possible tenants. (laughs) I'm I'm glad because I came in with one and I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll figure it out. Well, we got you covered. Courtney, I got uh, this. It's it's good. Trust me. I know. Well, you also know how my tenants work where it's like actually five tenants kind of crammed (laughs) into a singular tenant that I just kind of cheat out. Mm -hmm. And like normally I'm the only one who does that. But Courtney's been getting on the train too and I respect it deeply. So sometimes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes, right. Yeah. Cause you still try and play fair, which, you know, that's on you. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my first tenant. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. That, that is amazing. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. And Courtney hit us with your first tenant. Let's see where we can go from there. Yeah. Uh, mine ties in super well because it is related to the nature of the blood, which Rob, you're saying Titan blood and I was thinking Icar or Icor, depending on how you pronounce it. Which it's is Icar. It's 100% I, I thought so too, but then I was looking online and there was like a lot of arguing over the correct pronunciation. Well, those anyway. fuckers are wrong. It's Icar, <laughs> god damn okay, it. Okay, thank you. Because I always said it that way too. Which is just further evidence that online you can argue about literally anything. <laughs> anything at all. Yeah, and then it leads to January 6th. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> yes, anyway, anyway. Icar is the blood of the Greek gods, and in some places it was described as being golden, and it's also apparently extremely toxic to mortal humans and can just kill them on contact. Uh, So I wanted to make sure that that was included in the setting, since we are dealing with myths and blood, and Rob, as you pointed out, if Gaia is the earth, then she's spewing blood everywhere, I guess. (laughs) Um, So initially I wasn't 100% set on making it the blood that's coming from inside the earth, from the volcanoes, from Vesuvius and such. But the way that this is going, I'm going to say that that is the case, that the blood that comes up is going to be toxic and deadly to people and sort of a weird godly nature to it. Well, we clearly all had a fixation on the blood. I I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, it's one of the tenants. So yeah, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I also had a fixation on the blood and mm. I decided, first of all, let, let's let's slow it down. Let's go back to what Courtney said. 
Yes, that's a dope idea. I love the idea that it's basically toxic waste and we have to treat it as toxic waste if we're going to be handling it. So it's like this very powerful thing that you can use, right? Mm -hmm. But it's also something you have to be incredibly careful around. Yeah, which I think ties in really well with Clark, your sort of industrial age. If we're using that as a power source, it makes sense that it's something that's like pretty Mm -hmm. dangerous. It's almost like dealing with like a uranium type situation yeah, mm-hmm. where you have to be super careful about what you're doing and treat it perfectly. Otherwise things could go very wrong. Oh, and, and now I'm just thinking like that you're going to need like gas masks as mm. well in order to handle it properly <laughs> to get it, like make sure that the fumes don't hit you in the face. Mm. So now of course I'm thinking of like leather apron daddies with like bronze minotaur helmets that are actually gas masks as well. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But yes. So, so that's where we are with that. That works a thousand percent. Yeah. I'm completely down with that. Awesome. That does lead me to an interesting question that I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier, but are there other Titan fluids, bodily fluids, basically, that they have to deal with? <laughs> okay. Clark, why is it every time that you're on the podcast Cum gets brought up for some, like, in an important way. I was I, more thinking bile, but... Uh... <laughs> Every time, it's always, like, some kind of, like, effluvium, some kind of, like, offal always happens with you, Clark, in particular. Is that on my bingo card now? It is 100%. <laughs> it is most of your bingo card at this point. Oh, just different facets of body horror. That's oh. just have them all there. Well, I was curious because I didn't know if the blood would technically be the toxic icor or if there's things like bile or digestive acid or things that mm. might appear in different places uh-huh. in the world. Like it could give you different types of hazards and different uses. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Why not? <laughs> I suppose we'll have to figure that out as we kind of continue on, right? It, it does say gore. It might not. It might not just be blood, right? Yeah, that's true. And yeah. to be fair, there's lots and lots of stuff in mythology relating to seminal fluids. That's always in there. Yeah. Yes, of course. Why do you think I brought it up? I mean, I feel because like it's it always more blood, tears, or, and cum. That's just your staple. That is my motto. Yes. Any <laughs> podcast, I'm adding 30% more blood, cum, and sweat. Absolutely. I feel like that part shouldn't be toxic, though, because that would really get in the way of a lot of the Greek myths of Zeus impregnating like half of the woman. You no, know, that's actually a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> so that can't that can't kill people. It just immediately impregnates okay. someone. Okay, wait. Uh. We cannot diverge into this conversation that I desperately want to have because it would just take up way too much of the podcast. I apologize for nothing, but you're right. No, you shouldn't apologize. You should stand proud on this one, Clark. But we do need to move on because, my God, I could literally talk about this for another 20 minutes because it's fascinating and we're Mm -hmm. not going there. Anyway, let's move on to my my tenet because we desperately need to. So one thing I do want to point out, by the way, Mount Vesuvius is in fact in Italy, not Greece. Mm -hmm. I know that most of our listeners are American and they're not going to know that. But I was like, wait a minute, I've been to Mount Vesuvius. I've been to Naples, Italy. It is in Italy, not Greece. So my guess is that when we talk about Greece, That's going to be the main area, right? That's going to be the Mm -hmm. main one. So I'm like, okay, what can we do instead? Oh, here's what we're going to do. So Italy, 
and specifically Naples and specific because I was thinking, right, what, what happened in Mount Vesuvius, what happened in, you know, the area surrounding it's Pompeii literally covered in ash like it's a completely preserved city, all that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So what happens instead if that's just gore? Well, it turns out that it's not like they just dissolve entirely, but this area of people, instead of just being dissolved into God goo, and not the Clark kind, the, <laughs> a different kind of God goo. There's multiple kinds of God goo, but mm. carry on. Exactly, yes. <laughs> uh, this is essentially the rising of a dark throne. So this is the area, this is the beginnings of some kind of dark empire Mm. rising and those who are within the blast of this kind of shower, the raining blood, the Slayer album, right? (laughs) They are the chosen ones and they are the risen who are the avatars of this dark empire. I have no idea if it's Titan, if it is God related, if it's some Mm. other thing. I just want this to be the staging grounds for the Dark Empire. It literally explodes onto the scene and suddenly Italy becomes kind of blacked out and all that good stuff. So yes, we've got the makings of an evil empire here in Italy, not Greece. That That's my thinking. That's what we're going with. No, I like that a lot. And I'm glad that you went in that direction because I realized as you were talking about the destruction around Vesuvius that we kind of destroyed uh, ancient Rome back in our land of a thousand steam engines. It's true. So it's it's good to go in a different direction. Instead of being totally destroyed, they're just turning into an evil empire. So I mean, that's basically what we did back in that one too. But yeah, yeah. I'm always a fan of turning Rome into the bad guys. And <laughs> frankly, they're not because Rome doesn't fucking exist yet. So, you know, fuck them. That's what I got to say about that. Yeah, come at me, ancient Romans, you dead motherfuckers. (laughs) But anyway, back to Greece, where this actually Mm. takes place, and not Italy, which is where Vesuvius is. I I do think, because, again, Vesuvius is basically coastal, right? Mm. So I have to imagine, this is how I'm getting like four tenets in a row, by the way, (laughs) that I have to imagine that we've got like a Pirates of the Dark Water situation where the the coast of Naples is just coated in blood, coated in some kind of dark Titan blood. And maybe that's how they're harvesting it. I don't know, but it's, it's changing shit quite rapidly and that's really bad. So that's where I am. That's what I got. That's a really cool image, like thinking about this potentially golden or metallic blood being mixed in with the ocean water and like corrupting it in some way or changing mm-hmm. it in some way. Yeah. I like that a lot. Great. Oh, geography's <laughs> hard. It's not, we're in Italy, not in Greece, but now we're back to Greece again. And Clark, why don't you go ahead and hit us with your second tenet? What do you got for us? I think this can work really well. So I know it's supposed to be part of ancient Greece. But I also like deviating things. <laughs> Have you heard things. of guns? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like deviating things and it's fun to see non-human or like subhuman races. And this is where the body horror comes in naturally. Of course. The tenant I have is the planet is filled with living organisms that originally served as the planet's natural defenses and healing processes. And my thought was that originally I was thinking that people were evolved from one of those creations. So they mm. used to be a defense mechanism for the planet. Hmm. And they're inside the planet, you said? 
No, on on the outside. Oh, okay, okay. But you can have some that are that are internal and some are external. Like we have a lot of flora that lives on our skin. Yeah, it's true. Because I'm apparently a big fan of taking small systems as part of a bigger system to represent a small <laughs> system. So whether we just have those be the monsters or even be the people from Italy that are being changed, because mm-hmm. initially I was gonna, I was just wanted some crazy wacky main races but i think sticking closer to the mythological greece if that's what's causing a bunch of monsters so in weird ways they're sort of synchronized with the planet and they have goals that they're supposed to do and kind of a calling and as Mm, you learn those you can you have lots of options with setting traps drawing them out sending them away Mm -hmm. as you start to understand the role they're supposed to serve interesting so you're suggesting that these the the changed ones right you're mm-hmm. suggesting that they should serve some kind of biological function overall? Is that what, what, I'm, what I'm hearing? Yes, that and some of the monsters. Mm. Whether they changed from their original purpose or they still serve that original purpose, they are they are connected in the planet in terms of some sort of life-sustaining flora. Interesting. Or fauna. We call bacteria flora, but yeah, in this case fauna. You know what I'm getting at. <laughs> I do, kind of, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. And, I, I, you know, when you say that we have all sorts of, you know, microbiomes on our skin, well, it's like also inside of us, right? Like mm-hmm. probiotics are exactly like introducing good gut flora to our bodies, right? Right. So stuff could have come out and appeared on the world with the eruption of Vesuvius. Mm. Yeah. And that yeah. can get you into the whole thing of we dug too greedily and too deep <laughs> because there were microbiomes and we just happened yeah. to break into one. Mm. And it's not a happy fun time. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, because like, I, I assume that this happens with all volcanic eruptions that spit out blood and stuff. But with Vesuvius in particular, maybe it was like a just something got struck inside internally that caused this particular type of organism to come out this time. And that's why it's so different than it's ever been in the past. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm. Say more about that, Courtney. Um just like, yeah, what Clark was saying about if there were internal organisms that were protecting Gaia or doing something inside of the earth, like under mm-hmm. her skin, basically, that in like this particular spot in the world, this eruption spat some of those out and they normally would like never see sunlight. But for whatever reason, they did come out this time. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was like an infected wound. So, like Vesuvius was a boil Ooh, that right. popped Right. Which is fucking gross, but <laughs> well, because if that was the case, then the volcano could have been filled with organisms yep. meant to fight infection and stuff like that. And yeah. they end up in our world and we are all foreign flora and fauna that is a threat to the wound that is the volcano. Exactly. I mean, we can also that first of all, yes, that's dope as fuck. I don't want to ignore that. But we can also just look at the fact that, you know, where were the titans held when they were punished and shackled to the earth, right? Why can't we say that some of them, especially we can we can go like with alt ancient mythology as well and be like, oh yeah, we had uh, the dark titans who were bound before Zeus even fought Kronos, right? Like these are the titans that the titans were afraid of. And then <laughs> oh finally God. this kind of world blister burst open and all of a sudden you have you know, motherfuckers who everyone are afraid of. So it's not just the gods or the Titans who are afraid. It's everyone's like, oh no, we have to be careful. Mm-hmm. What if the prisons are actually the planets? Go on. So 
Earth itself is a constructed living organism to act as a prison for one or more of the Titans. Oh, the moon is a prison. Mm-hmm. Saturn is a prison. And that's where a lot of this can come in. And that can be why some of the native, the internal and external fauna can be so extremely aggressive is because it's yeah. there to counter the influence and mm-hmm. manifestations of the imprisoned Titan slash Titans. Gotcha. So, so these Titans, the, these things imprisoned within the planet themselves, they're like an organ transplant that didn't hold. It rejected it. Right. So when something like that happens, right, when you have it, an implant that goes into the body, your body can reject it. And it sounds like these Titans that these these creatures that have exploded from Vesuvius are exactly that. Wow, that's so good. I love that. And yeah. that that's a really twisted prison where they have been joined to the system mm-hmm. where they have to spend all of their own resources trying to maintain the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, because the the planet is rejecting them, and if they ever stop trying to like convince it and maintain that homostasis, mm-hmm. they will die because they're still connected to it. They'll be overwhelmed by the defenses and killed. So it's it's not even like parasitism, right? It's more like forced apotheosis, which is really kind of gross when you think about it's it. It's horrific, but I love it. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this is a very Clark and Courtney episode. I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing. Yeah. Could we, could we just say it's Prometheus that was on Vesuvius and he was the. See, I like Prometheus. I think he like is very clearly wronged in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, I would rather, frankly, I would just rather end up with a far more like mustache twirling, very obviously evil villain personally. And they aren't very clear on who all of the Titans are. So we can kind of make one up and just explain some of it where, I don't know, Kronos might be stuck in the sun or he might be stuck in Jupiter. uh, Whereas the others are just some of the other Titans that existed, which would give us or anybody working in the setting free reign to pick Mm -hmm. up their own sort of thematic elements and flavor based Mm -hmm. on the type of Titan they wanted to have imprisoned. What's really interesting about this as well now is that I, I'm thinking about this in terms of like how people would react to this and what the secret knowledge of this would change about everything. And so now when you have sun worshipers, it can be like, oh, we're, you know, worshipers of Apollo or what have you with the real nefarious scheme being, oh, no, we're actually mostly worshipers of Kronos. You know, like we're not worshiping the sun. We're worshiping the center of the sun, the dark blot at the heart of it all, you know? Where, where Kronos actually is. Uh, so now you have dualistic kind of worship when it comes to gods and Titans and the dark Titans and all that stuff. So I think that from like a, a fairly standard point, that's, that's a cool kind of way that we can take it as well. Mm-hmm. That's my second tenant. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, great conversation. Courtney, why don't you hit us up with your second tenant? Yes. Uh, so again, going back to the nature of the earth as a, well, the core of the earth as a giant ball of muscle, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say it also reacts like muscle would to stimulation. Mm-hmm. If people were, for example, to somehow figure out fracking in ancient Greece, uh, they could potentially <laughs> manipulate the musculature inside the earth to make it like spasm or what have you. Or, for example, if a god like Zeus were to shoot lightning down there somehow, it would probably mess up a lot of things. Mm. See, it sounds like by continuing to agitate this thing, 
it sounds like that is a very evil thing to be doing. And it sounds as yeah. though this kind of dark empire is the one who are doing it because they don't give a fuck, right? Like they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we can like pry this open wound as it's trying to heal. Cool. We'll continue to do that then in order to harvest more resources. That sounds like an yeah. evil as fuck act to do. Right. Because you're just like picking at the scab that's trying to heal over exactly and, like, in an yeah. effort to like get more of the disgusting god goo out to yes. continue yes. your evil empire. <laughs> And it gets especially interesting when you start including factions or other cultures that don't know or don't believe in the origin and purpose of the planet. Because mm. then as they, oh man, so, so much cool stuff. Because I know I'm, I'm yes. getting ahead, but even when, <laughs> even just mining, right? Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. if you get further in future when they're doing fracking and something goes wrong and all of a sudden the mine is just flooded with Titan Icker. Ugh. Yeah. God. Like... <laughs> Because, you know, they would have problems of like the gas vents and stuff in the mm. mines. And it's kind of like that, except it's a flood of this toxic icker. Yeah. And and also let's let's also think that this is because it's an open wound. It's trying to heal and mm-hmm. it's not you're not getting blood at that point. You're getting pus at mm-hmm. some points, too. Right. Yeah. Which, God, this episode's gross. I'm sorry, everyone. But also <laughs> you should expect this when you heard Blood Volcano, I yeah. guess. And we said like come 20 minutes into the episode, <laughs> like 10 minutes in the episode. I mean, like you should have expected this, especially from us, especially from Courtney. And again, I apologize for nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, no, you are an untouched, unbesmirched idol, Clark. That's what you are. <laughs> You are faultless, blameless, and there is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you. You walk out clean as a whistle from this. It is all Courtney's fault for <laughs> writing this prompt to begin with. <laughs> lies and slander. Yeah, yeah, well, part of it's lies and slander. But yeah, the fact that it's all your fault, not lies and slander. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent correct. <laughs> anyway, so yes, we, uh, we've got a dope ass setting here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I suppose I should give a second tenant, huh? I mean, you did cram in like a many, many parted tenant before. So yeah, shut up. That's you. No, shut- I'm just, I'm just oh, saying. You don't oh, need yeah, to. No. Blame me for my multi-part tenants when you literally made up the prompt on your own. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> well, it's more so saying you don't need to go again since you've already given so much to the setting. Unless Clark, you- do you see what I have to fucking deal with? Here? <sighs> well, for what it's worth, Iris, I do believe that you are a distinct separate person. I agree, Iris. I, I respect your autonomy as an individual. Anyway, for the love of God. Yeah, I mean, tell you what, tell you what, I'll come up with a tenant later. And mm. and I will say I will retroactively use a tenant on this one. How's okay. that sound? All right. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, we got some stuff to work through. So with with my retroactive Tenet kind of waiting in the wings. I think now is a good time to kind of give a recap before we roll into the twist. How's that sound to y'all? Sounds great. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So Clark, as our semi-permanent guest, uh, why don't you tell us what your first tenant was? Okay. My first tenant is I wanted a genre of uh, some kind of magical industrial age, similar to what we'd find in Dishonored and Bioshock. With the adjustment that what we're talking about here is kind of the foundation and what is going to lead to that. Mm-hmm. And so that that was the first tenant is that the targeting that sort of industrial magic age. 
And I feel like we've done some lip service to that right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that like the aesthetic that we have, the kind of mind's eye image that we have is strong. But I think that we can probably pull that out a little bit more as we discuss more facets of the setting. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think we did a good job of getting everything set up so it's easy to see how they will get there just from what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. the nature oh, of the absolutely. world. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, I think we've mostly reconciled that, if not completely. Mm-hmm. Great. And Courtney, your first tenet? Uh, mine was that the blood that's coming out of the earth is ichor, which is the blood of Greek gods or titans, which is actually toxic to mortal humans and can kill them on contact. Hmm. Yeah, I think that we've made that pretty clear. I think that we Mm -hmm. added in like the kind of nuclear waste type imagery with that as well, which worked. And then I kind of cut in right after that and was talking about the idea that, you know, from this kind of gore explosion rose this massive empire. I think that we have satisfied that in a kind of loose sense as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they're kind of like looming on the horizon. They could be a threat very soon, but they aren't attacking or doing anything just yet. Right, because they're all the way over in Italy and yeah. we're over here in Greece. You <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Right. And something I meant to mention about that combined with Courtney's is, you know, the dose makes the poison. So mm-hmm. this might be a weird thing where because of the giant pluming cloud of ichor, that's why this is happening. Because normally yeah. if you walk into a stream of it, it's enough to kill you. But raindrops and the equivalent of ash falls, it doesn't kill you. It just corrupts you. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. Yeah. And and ugh, corrupt, right? Are we talking like mutations here? Like what are we thinking? I mean, it's me, so... Yes. Uh, yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not even a softball. It's literally a T-ball that I'm giving that to you, Clark. Yeah. Yeah. So, And, and I think that's why they would be able to get along with other stuff on the planet. But if you have more to say about your tenant, we should cover that. But that'll that'll segue into my second tenant. No, go ahead. Hit, hit us with your second tenant. So my, my second tenant is since the planet is some kind of living organism, there are creatures that Mm. act as natural defenses and part of the healing process. So Mm. that's why I was thinking that kind of corruption is what allows them to connect more to these creatures that are spewed out. So it's less hostile. And that's part of how this starts forming into a weird pseudo conscious spreading defense mechanism from the planet itself. And by the, by the planet, you of course mean Gaia, the Titan, right? Uh, Yes. Or, or the planet as in the prison, right? It could be either way. Oh, true, 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 Mm. true, true. Yeah. Excellent. All right. I, I feel like, again, this is all looming. I feel like we're, mm-hmm. we're, we've got like tantalizingly close. We're very close with that. I feel like it's on the horizon. Courtney, what is your second tenet? Uh, my second one is that because the core is a giant ball of muscle, it reacts like a muscle does to stimulation. Mm. So if something were to somehow get down there and, and mess around with the internal stuff inside the planet, it could cause spasms or essentially like earthquakes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The internal stuff yes. as it's known. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Technical term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we're, we're down with that as well. And I think with all of that out the way and with my cheater, cheater tenant on the horizon, we should mm-hmm. roll a die and see what we get for our twist for this prompt. Shall we? Let's do it. Do it. All right. And our twist for this prompt is 
it is self-aware. Hmm. Not much of a twist. That's pretty much perfectly in line with where we've yeah, been going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I'm aware of that. It sounds like it. I feel like we should try and avoid the obvious thing, which is the planet itself is self-aware, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because yes, it's Gaia. Yes, it's a Titan. Yes, it's a prison. But also maybe we should not do that. Maybe we should focus on a different it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right away I'm thinking of like, since we had brought up the other planets as potentially also being prisons for Titans, like what about if it is space itself, the universe, the heavens, what have you? Oh yeah. What if, what if the Titans aren't completely contained and they still have some sort of small influence and connection? So in a certain sense, the solar system is self-aware via Ooh. some sort of mm -hmm. connection between the Titans themselves. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of living in this world where connectivity and consciousness is beyond our human comprehension, but the Titans are able to tap into some kind of cosmic consciousness not not in a way that's like Lovecraftian, mind you, but in a way that's just like it's an alien consciousness that is slightly above what we're able to kind of comprehend. Right. They form their own kind of consciousness together right. as a pseudo mm -hmm. network. I don't know what that would look like, but I like mm -hmm. us having that there in the back pocket. Yeah. And in Greek mythology, too, there are the primordial deities, which includes like chaos. Uh, mm -hmm. And Gaia is also one of those. Right. Those are the Chthonic or no, Chthonic is different, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I've not studied Greek mythology in a long time. Gotcha. Oh, maybe, maybe Chthonic and Primordial are synonyms? I don't know. Hmm. Or there could be multiple of these networks. Yeah, where, sure. Where there's, there's a Chthonic network and there's a Primordial network, yeah. excluding the, the standard Pantheon. Like, I would R want to pull right. Hades from that, so he's not, unless we wanted him there, that would be interesting <laughs> if he's part of this network and he's sort of the spy from the actual Pantheon. It's like, this, hmm. this stuff is happening, so you guys know. What I'm mostly interested in is this idea that there is a, a network that these Titans are still very much, like, you can point to them and be like, those are human emotions because that's what the Greek gods were all about, right? Deep emotions, strong emotions, right? So when you see Zeus fucking a lady as an ox or a goose or I, I think a spider web or a loom at some point, you know, like I, I like the Who idea that – Yeah, exactly. Anything he's, really. Yeah. He's, a, he's a fucking freak, man. Uh, but my <laughs> point being, right, is that these expressions of deities are deeply human and, and ingrained within – deep human emotions and situations. And that's what I want to keep, even though I want to elevate them in terms of a level of consciousness, right? Right. Mm -hmm. No, I dig it. I like it. Cool. I'm glad that we can do that. What, what do we, where do we go from here? I mean, we, we've kind of like wrapped it up pretty quickly and easily in terms of the twist, right? But how else do we want to flesh that out a little bit more? If, it is self-aware is referring to like a connection of Titans that are spread across the the solar system. Then like maybe mm. they're trying to manipulate the solar system in some way to achieve some go. goal of theirs. I don't know if they want to like free themselves from their prisons or they want to converge on a central point or what what's happening. Celestial there. convergence. They're trying to get all the planets and everything lined up Ooh, so they yeah. can simultaneously free themselves or yes. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that yeah good well while also <laughs> trying to work together to set things up to disrupt the prisons where they can 
Oh yeah. Maybe that's, yeah. Maybe that's part of it is that they need the celestial convergence in order to free themselves from this prison. Right. Yeah. Or make an attempt at it. Cause part of what I was thinking is the gods are usually there to explain odd phenomenon. Right. Right. So what if a meteor shower is literally them making an attempt to crack open the prison? Oh, like, that's yeah, cool. That is cool. So was Vesuvius then just like layer one of this onion? And like, these aren't even the Titans that we're dealing with. These are like Titan spawn. These are like Titan lings, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're like sub Titans. And what we're actually trying to free is the Titans themselves. I think that's what the Titans would be trying to do. And right. I, I don't know, the more I think about this, the more I love this because as people, we kind of know that these things exist, but we aren't necessarily aware of the type of struggle and might lump things together in odd ways. Whereas mm -hmm. Vesuvius might have been a result of something that the Titan did at the core or that the other mm -hmm. Titans did to try and induce it. And that's why the planet is giving a strong defense reaction. Mm -hmm. And it's easy to get that all jumbled up. And we don't, we don't always understand what comes from the planet, what comes oh. from the Titans and what comes from the gods. I like so that. this is like incidental, right? Like this is like, Oh, this was just kind of a distraction for a far greater problem is what you're suggesting here. Or it was just a side effect from something right, else that right. happened and we kind of just got caught in the effect radius, really, mm -hmm. which is how most natural disasters and stuff are. They just happen and we happen mm -hmm. to be in their way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I like I that like, idea yeah, a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Great. Okay. And also, I think you use the term like inducing something, which does make me think like Gaia Birth. as this mother figure. Yeah. Like, are they trying to get her to give birth to something. I mean, if we want to, I mean, maybe the celestial convergence is less of a freeing of the prison and more of like an impregnation, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like they're using Gaia to be, or maybe not even necessarily Gaia, but like another planet as like, Hey, we need to line up so we can like literally impregnate one of the planets to eventually create the true savior of the Titans, like the true yeah. chain breaker, so to speak. And like everything in existence is at threat because mm -hmm. this happens, right? Because it's like, if this happens during the celestial convergence, we as a species and as a galaxy are fucked when this thing eventually grows into a real Titan, something like that. I like that. Yeah, me too. And I also want to toss out that just because the solar system is self-aware as sort of this convergence of consciousness between the titans it can be multifaceted with multiple goals so mm -hmm. if anybody oh, yeah. wanted to run with this setting you don't have to go with that goal of getting gaia to give birth it could be right. to break a prison to change the proximity between the planets in order to strengthen connections like it can yeah. be any number of goals that you want to mess right. with if you don't mm -hmm. like what we're throwing out right now exactly like the scope that we can look this is what i love about settings right is that this is just like the background information that just so happens to be going on. Whereas right. you can really zoom way in and you're just focusing on a fisherman who now has to deal with, okay, there's this, these spots of effluvium that are in the ocean and they're stopping where I used to fish. And that's actually a really big problem, but 
I found a way around it. And now I'm the only one who has access to this fish and I'm making a lot of money this way. But there's the moral play of like whether or not it's just and now there's trouble at home, Mm -hmm. you know, like but then you zoom out and then there's Gaia getting space fucked by the celestial (laughs) convergence. And it's like, Uh yeah, that's what I love about these settings is like where you focus, where your eye starts to wander and what that allows for. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Because, yeah, like like you said, you could completely almost ignore all of the stuff going on in, in oh, space yeah. with the Titans and just focus way down. Or you could have some like ultra epic heroic quest where you're trying to fight Titans in space or something ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it's kind of like. Yes, the end of the world is coming, but I'm hungry now, mm-hmm. right? Like right. I need to deal with my shit right now because I need to see tomorrow before I can mm-hmm. start even worrying about Gaia and the giant Titan on the way, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Right. Can't fight the Titans if we starve to death. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you can in some weird twisted Hades way, right? But that's fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I feel like we've successfully defeated the twist, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've yes. reconciled it. I think we move on and we make a faction, then we dip and we're good. Yeah? I think so. Excellent. Okay. So the theme for our faction is going to be 18. How appropriate. Our theme is pain. Very, very appropriate. And the first thing that we're focusing on with this faction is going to be Someone really important to the setting. The the theme was pain? Yes. Hmm. Hmm. Tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my tenet, and I'm going to say that someone really important to the setting is going to be the goddess Hecate, because she doesn't get enough play in mythology. She doesn't get enough play when she's represented elsewhere. So I'm tossing in Hecate because she's dope as fuck. And she's like vaguely not Greek in a lot of ways. Like she's kind of like a foreigner god in in, in a lot of mythologies reasonings. So that's what I'm going to say is that this faction, it's focusing on pain and it's specifically devoted to Hecate. What did she rule over? Like what were her kind of the goddess? Realms? The goddess Hecate was the goddess of witches and curses. Oh, nice. Hold on. I will pull up the goddamn wiki sorry hecate was the chief goddess presiding over magic and spells she witnessed the abduction of demeter's daughter persephone to the underworld and torch in hand assisted in the search for her (laughs) thus pillars called hecate stood at the crossroads and doorways perhaps to keep away evil spirits so yeah hecate's dope and she don't get enough play and god damn it let's go with that okay I would want to jump in here and say that I think this faction is probably going to be the origin of a lot of this future biotech and mm-hmm. industrial magic that starts coming mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Oh, so like in this case, we're using like her her being associated with like crossroads and doorways as like doorway to the future, like that kind of thing. I was I was more thinking that the people who are part of this faction and worship and try and enact Hecate's will. And I, I just realized that I skipped a couple steps that I had in my brain and didn't share with you. <laughs> okay. so happens to it, me all the time. I'm with you. Uh, if, if she's the goddess of spells and magic, and we've talked about the potency of the god Icar and potential other, other fluids, effluvia, and components, 
of mm-hmm. the planet and the Titans because we didn't talk about bones at all. Mm-hmm. Like Not even bones of the prison and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Their stuff could originate from a pseudo alchemy combination stuff where you need to get these different samples, mix them in different rituals, which leads to a lot of the magic and then will later fuel an industrial revolution. Ooh. That's that's where my brain went. I like that. And I'm I'm looking at a list too of other stuff that she's related to, and one of it's the knowledge of herbs and poisonous plants uh and also necromancy yeah so i feel like those do tie in really well to handling this like toxic goop god goo oh and yeah it could be it, it sounds very reasonable to me that with all of that my brain just ran away with this sorry guys you get to come for the ride with all of that <laughs> a, a theme of pain makes total sense because mm. practicing this kind of magic would be extremely painful oh yeah 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 if you're exposing yourself to the ecker and all that yeah yeah it's like marie curie giving herself Mm -hmm. you know radiation poisoning and like cancer to study all the you know secrets of radiation and stuff like that so i'm imagining that there's probably some telltale sign that you know oh you're a daughter of hecate because you have like blackened fingertips or something like that right right or or if we're keeping with that kind of golden substance maybe like your your fingertips up to your elbows are like splashed with this kind of golden hue Mm -hmm. and it looks really cool and i'm sure like fashion and aesthetic wise it's really dope looking except everyone in that setting is like no 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 you want to stay away from that because you're gonna die it's a terrible thing oh i love that because then it's gorgeous yet deadly yes exactly like that a lot and i also like the idea of it being primarily women who are in this faction because i don't know if you've noticed but in in ancient myths women kind of got fucked over a lot so why do you think i'm focusing on hecate hecate's dope medea was a big fan of hecate as well because that's where anyway um (laughs) so yeah no i i completely agree Mm -hmm. and also speaking of medea and speaking of women getting fucked over (laughs) yeah that's a thing that happened but wait is that happen after when did it Hmm. no different myth okay sorry getting i i'm getting my mythologies confused here but yeah okay cool we're good we made it. Let's talk more about the faction. Let's talk about the pain, right? Mm-hmm. Exploration of these alchemical components and like technology through pain. And I love the idea that they're essentially just spell components, right? Like mm-hmm. even though this is a science, it's kind of like a spiritual science. It's kind of like a magic in a lot of ways. As yeah. Clark would obviously tell you, like mm-hmm. there's very much a blurry line between those two things often, right? Yep. As storytellers, we can treat them as the same. (laughs) Hell yes, we can. (laughs) Despite what Daniel would tell you. (laughs) Okay. Really quick tangent. Really quick tangent. Mm -hmm. Uh uh Um, It has potential to be a quick tangent. (laughs) Is, Is there, in terms of constructing them, they are both magic systems, meaning the way that you build them and consider them is the same. But when you really look into how they can affect the world, there are minor differences that gets down mm. to a really fine line about what I consider the difference between true tech and true magic. Mm-hmm. There is a small difference in how they can affect the world, but for the most part from creating stories, that's usually irrelevant. Go on. Okay. So much for a quick tangent. Um, <laughs> so I actually recently did a video about this. So if you want to learn more, mm. you can just watch the whole video over there. In my opinion, really what it comes down to is the transference of the means of production. Mm. So when it is produced, how transferable is that capability to produce it? So 
you can have these weird lines that seem like technology because they're widespread. It's everywhere. It's readily adopted. But then you dig into the process and find that there is a linchpin step that can only be executed by very few special people. Mm -hmm. You now have part of your technological process that is once again limited by a minority of specific people. Because when that happens, there is now a limit on how much you can scale the production of the tech. And if you don't have those people, you can't complete the production process. Whereas if all that is missing is just knowledge and capability, then theoretically anybody can pick up this production process mm. and scale it up on their own without the needs for these specific gifted people. And that's why the daughters of Hecate are those specialized people, but they're also capable of creating technology that is greater, that is disseminated at a greater rate than just them. Right. And I, I think at the moment, the big thing is they're the only ones willing to endure the pain. Ooh. So they're the only ones who can do it. But then down the, down the centuries, if they're able to refine it so it's not painful and they're able to complete mm. the processes mm -hmm. externally from their body, all of a sudden you're at a true technology where as long as you have access to the icker and the right fluids and the right materials, anybody can do it. But right now, the only way they know how to do it is internally and only the daughters of Hecate are willing to endure the pain to do so. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, I very, very much like that. Yeah, me too. And what that leads me to the question I was going to ask and then <laughs> I went on my whole rant is what is it this group wants? Like, what are they trying to achieve? What in world question are they mm. trying to answer or address? That's a good question. Maybe, I mean, maybe it is just about like understanding. Maybe it's just about like, maybe this is kind of a science to them. Maybe they feel like there is a, uh, a certain responsibility that if they can understand this or, or, I mean, it could be as simple as the Titans must die. And this mm. is the way mm. that we can use this against them or something. Right. Right. How do we, oh yeah. How do we, how do we defy the Titans? Mm. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Oh yeah. This is the only way that we can actually use, like the only way we can kill a Titan is with Titan blood or something like that. Right. Or they're just like, you know, normal human ingenuity is not enough. We need yeah. we need something extra. We need the blessings of Hecate and we need Hecate to guide us to developing these extraordinary effects and abilities. Or maybe it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, Hecate told us this is how we get it. You know, yeah. mm -hmm. I love this. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. With that. Yeah. All right. I feel like we're at a good point where we should stop because otherwise <laughs> it would turn into another I already told you we got to we got to stop so we don't talk about like God come in this world, right? <laughs> so like, man, man, there's so many tangents we could have had in this episode. And I'm glad mm -hmm. that we kept it tight. I'm glad that we have a really interesting setup for this world. And is there anything that we absolutely need to talk about before we keep it moving and end the show? I think need would be a strong word for anything that I want to cover. So I think we've covered everything I need. It's just a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. Very goddamn true, Clark. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, I think we, we covered all the tenets that Iris had given us. So I think we're in good shape there. What about our tenets? Did we perfectly satisfy each of our tenets? I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. The industrial age was a weird one, but I think with the addition of Hecate, that actually puts them mm. on a straight line for that as an eventuality. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. 
All right. Well, yeah, if that's the case, then yeah, we, we did it y'all a big thank you to Iris for this particular setting and Clark as per usual, it's always lovely to have you on. Mm -hmm. I like to think that when you're on the podcast, you are a multiplier to the 30% of extra blood, cum and sweat that I add to this podcast. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that we're here for each other in that way. It, it makes me very excited and uh, moist in all sorts of special ways. Because <laughs> uh, we can always make it weirder. Oh, <laughs> this, is, this is like us being polite. Like, let's be real. Uh, before we scare off anyone else, Clark, tell us where we can find you and your stuff. Okay, you can find me on YouTube as The Magic Engineer, where currently my channel is all about magic systems all the time. You can also find me on my website, which is crrowinson.com. That's the best place if you actually want to contact me and shoot me an email. You can request a coaching consultation, help with developmental editing, all kinds of things. I do also have a Patreon where currently the rewards vary from getting early access to all of my video, access to the backlog of my newsletters, and potentially one free coaching session a month, depending on what tier you come in. And as that community builds, I've got a whole bunch of extra stuff that I want to do. Hell yeah. And your OnlyFans, because that's very clearly where we're going with this. Or is that something that we're not ready to kind of toss out there yet? So that's a hidden tier within <laughs> Patreon. You got gotcha. to request that exclusively. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, our photo shoot is coming up soon, so that'll be good. <laughs> but pivoting away from all of that, a big thank you again to Iris for this particular prompt in this particular setting. It's deeply appreciated. And if you want us to build your world like we did with Iris and you want to specify less blood, by all means, go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, click the link, follow the instructions, all that good stuff. And within a reasonable amount of time, we'll be building your world. If you want to follow us on social media, we're over on, oh, some kind of Twitter thing, I guess over at Let's World Build. And if you want to talk to us more directly, we're on the Discord with the link for that in the description. And of course, if you want to give us money because you're feeling particularly generous or we inspired you in some kind of interesting way, go to our Patreon and give us money there where you get all sorts of dope stuff. If you want to know more or if you want to have extra episodes or double length episodes, go over there and check it out. And with all of that in the bag... Remember that we love you very much. This is going to do it for this episode of World Build With Us, and we're going to make it through until next week. 